Are you listening? Uh. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is TV and Jelly. I am Craig Hanks, and I'm very, very excited to uh, get this ball rolling and then turn everything over to the other people who have actually seen the Oscar movies, because we're talking Oscar picks today, and I could not possibly care less about that subject. And that's, Great lead in. And that's why we're here. <laughs> cool. So uh, with me, as always, Meg Walter. Hi, Meg. Hi, Craig. Hi, Eli McCann. Hey, Lair. Hey, there. Lair? <laughs> <laughs> like, like short for Lair. I'm off to a great start tonight. <laughs> and Sarah Hanks, the lovely and talented. I don't know. What, like you're trying to get on my good side or something? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, uh, one would hope that I already am. Exactly. So. Uh, all right. Well, th- welcome, guys. Uh, Thank you. To episode number something. And today we are going to talk os- Oscar picks. But first, I think it is, uh, it, it is necessary that we talk about the most stunning turnaround in Bachelor history uh, in which Meg came around on the villain. Uh, no, no. I am always team villain. Oh, well, <laughs> Wait, I mean, what? you're always team good TV, but you've never never actually rooted, rooted for the villain to win. You're rooting for the villain right now. Okay. So tell us what's going on. I think that she is the only one Who's left. Who's she? Excuse me. Corinne is the only one left with half a personality. Therefore, and that half personality matches up with about half of yours, from what I understand, right? Wait, what? No. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Meaning that you guys, uh, there's like a Venn diagram of you and Corinne, and you seem to really, like you said, she's your spirit animal. She's, you you she's seem to yeah, really connect okay. with her. Like, there's this moment in this last episode where she's talking to the producer and she's expressing her frustration. She's like, I really wish I was on this date. And then she's like, and I'm so bloated, which is something I say at least once a day. Like, (laughs) oh, and to top it off, I'm so bloated. Like, she's just, (laughs) she's real. She eats on camera, which no one else does. Not Um, on this show. She takes a nap when she feels like taking a nap. Like, she's the only one who's acting like a human. But she's also terrible. She's also bonkers. But... I love her. Okay, so I will start this by saying the thing I always say. I've never seen one second of this show ever of any season. But I read every recap, so I feel like I can have a conversation about at least like the Meg version of The Bachelor. You're welcome. The Bachelor. So, thank you. I have a question that I have been saving for this podcast. (laughs) I do not understand the rules of this show, and I know you're gonna. I know what you're gonna say. There are no rules, but I need you to explain some basics to me okay. right now. I'm ready. Every time I read a recap, like out of the blue, homeboy is like giving a rose. He'll like be on a date, and he's like, "Oh," and then he gave so and so a rose, and then there was a rose ceremony, and then he gave so and so a rose, but then he didn't give anybody a rose. And like in any given episode, like be- anywhere between zero and like. 14 people get dismissed. <laughs> what is the format of this freaking show? <laughs> is it, it's okay. like a lot looser now, right? Yeah, it's kind of, they're playing really fast and loose with the rules. But the format, so to speak, is he starts out with 30 girls of uh, night one. And then he gives 20. Because, because 31 would be too many. Yeah. That would be kind of I mean, they have limits. He gives 25 of those girls a rose. A rose means you're safe for at least another week. Okay. And then it goes on. Next week, he gives 20 roses. And on every date, he has a rose. That's one-on-one dates as well as group dates. So the group dates get super taco because he can only give one rose to, like, one girl out of 
10. And but basically it, that rose replaces the rose that they would have gotten at the following rose ceremony. Exactly. So they know so, they're safe. So they show up to the next rose ceremony with their rose. Yeah, they yeah. hold their rose. Oh. Or in the wonderful Yahoo oh, uh, parody, Hold My Hose. That is uh, also allowed. Did you guys ever see that? I watched that. That was that was funny. the funniest. Well, thing. the first I only watched the first season of it. There were yeah. like multiple the, seasons. I, I, I only knew thing. of two, but uh, do you like that, you? Meg? I've never seen it. Oh what? my god! What was it called? I'm really embarrassed. Um, uh, Burning love. Yeah, Burning love. Oh. I should maybe explain. Fireman. People come to me a lot and say like, "Oh, do you listen to this Bachelor podcast?" And "Oh, do you read this person's blog?" I don't do any of it for fear that I'm going to swipe someone else's jokes. Like no. I have to. Be completely isolated from all bachelor yeah. material while I'm writing these. People are probably ads. swiping this your jokes. Probably. I this mean, was at least five deal. years ago, so you're safe at this okay, point. Then I'll yeah. look it up. It, it it was one of the best parodies. It's funny. I've ever seen. Okay, so so then, how, are there any rules about how many women can be dismissed in a given episode? No. Hmm. I mean, I think that he would probably get in trouble if he sent them all home. <laughs> right. Because he almost did last week. Yeah. Last week he had a complete <laughs> <laughs> emotional breakdown. He, like, couldn't like, believe that he like couldn't find love. Like a seven-year-old. It's like, just suck it up. <laughs> You've got three weeks left of this. Pull it together. Okay. So, legit, who do you think is going to win this thing? Vanessa. The one that speaks French and is a special education teacher. Oh, why? but she has no depth. She, she has big boobs. Oh. Well That's why? I mean, she's beautiful and she seems smart and she's not Corinne. What do you think has ruined it for Corinne? Is it putting her, she's like too pushing slutty. herself too far? Yeah, mm -hmm. she's too slutty. America doesn't want a slut to win. They want the special education teacher. But this guy's <laughs> an idiot. Oh, he's, I think he's you, an I idiot. I think you vastly overestimate what America the, That's the true. morality of it's America. It's 2017, <laughs> so I could be <laughs> very knows? wrong. So, but what makes you think he would choose the woman that you think he should choose or will choose? <clears throat> the producers, maybe? Yeah, I think... How I dare you? This is about real <laughs> love. He's an idiot, but I do think he's smarter than the average bachelor, which isn't saying much, but really? I think his IQ is higher than, say, Chris Souls or... Oh that's yeah. that's um, not to Soles. say he's a good person. No. Wait, he's, wait he's what a makes you person. say this? Um, the way he, he uses proper grammar, which most of them don't. Really? Yeah. Where do they find these people? Well, he's like a bachelor... This is not to say that he's yeah. a veteran would be how many times has he been on? This is his fourth. What? So he was on The Bachelorette twice, and he did Bachelor in Paradise. What is that? And one? somehow, shockingly, that he did one not find is true just love. like Hookup Central, where they all just sit around a whole for a bunch summer. of rejects from previous yeah. seasons, <laughs> just like getting together on an island and hooking up. I've never even seen. Uh, I've seen Bachelor and Bachelorette, but I've never seen Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor in Paradise is the best one because it's everything you want from The Bachelor. Like it's just the salaciousness with no with no facade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So wait, is he is he like charismatic, or why did they decide to like pull him back? Well, again? because he was kind of like a villain that turned into a guy that people were like, eh, he's not so bad. Why and then was he? What? Uh, how did he make that transition? Bachelor in Paradise. In Bachelor in Paradise, he was like pretty funny and pretty likable, and by comparison, pretty normal. Which like now it's like oh, but that's because it Everyone was. Is crazy. Yeah. It's uh. the rejects. Yeah. yeah. Island of Misfit Toys. My goodness. So very good analogy. <laughs> yeah. um, can I ask? Do you have like favorite previous seasons of either The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? A season that you're just like. 
that yes. was so fun to ride or I really actually Juan ended Pablo's up- was like oh, a gosh. dream come true because oh he was God. such a tool <laughs> like, he was bad he was unbelievably bad so that was a joy to cover um, Caitlin's season because they had those two guys that were in love with each other right that was really fun what mm-hmm. these <laughs> yeah <laughs> they were like they were like had this intense bromance but then one of them like was like real about it and the other one was like, oh, hey, Wait, which buddy. ones were these? There's a, this is a parody on Burning Love. Oh, yeah. Like, two of the women, one of them ends up being a lesbian, but they're, like, in love with each other. Or, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. one or of them's... It's unrequited or something. I can't yeah. remember. It's I been too long. Okay, that. anyway, sorry, keep going. No, you're fine. Um, And then, also that season... Oh, it was Nick. They all hated Nick. And, like, there was, right, like, this right. huge feud. And they were acting like idiots so it's always fun to write about mm-hmm, when people are mm-hmm. just being buffoons and it's I actually have more fun writing The Bachelorette because I feel better making fun of grown men Man. yes yeah. I think that's why I enjoy oh, The Bachelorette usually sexist. more than The Bachelor is because it just it I and I probably have some like built up polygamy there. angst or something <laughs> yeah where yeah, totally all these women getting together I'm just like oh I don't and then the men is just funny Th- yeah this has to be a fun season for you to write then like Corinne alone. Corinne's making it great. The rest of it's kind of boring. They're boring. Yeah, they're boring. And that's the people. sense that I'm getting from your recaps. But Corinne is insane. She, this woman yeah. is insane. She has a nanny. Yeah. She's, uh, no, she's, she's not amazing. insane. She's just spoiled. She is. I, I she's, think she's also insane. I, uh, I'm not she's sure. She's very entitled. I'm positive her dad's a mob boss. I can't wait to meet her family next yes. week. She's that's a hot mess. Amazing. I like actually might tune in for that. Yeah. You should. <laughs> Everyone should. If you're listening, if you're going to watch one episode of The Bachelor, <laughs> you can say it even Monday. ahead of time. Do you think she's a, a producer you know plant? Uh, I think that they're making him keep her. I don't know that she's... I mean, they're all producer plants, right? Like, well, they yeah, cast yes, them. But sh- you don't think she's an actress? No. Well, again, they're all kind of actresses. Okay. But no, not a, pro- not a I think she wants to be an actress. I mean, I know I do. Who doesn't? <laughs> right. And apparently... Oh, my gosh, you guys. This week, <laughs> sorry, how many minutes into this? Sorry, it doesn't matter. This week, we got two really, really good comments on the post, and both were from men, and both were like full of intel. It was amazing. But one right. of them said that Nick is currently enrolled in acting classes in LA, so uh, he's like totally trying to use this to launch die. a career. He's a 36 year old like software salesman. Like he needs to let go and yeah. just settle down and move on with his life. Be, be Although, a human. does he need to do that because he's been on? four tv shows now but he's 36 yeah, like he's about to expire um, you know yeah you can't do this into your he like 40s you can't yeah. do bachelor type tv until he's here. peaked already i mean yeah he's like well, eight he's years peaked, too he's, old he's probably peaking right now in terms of fame fame <laughs> that's true right nick if you're listening I'm telling you. He has no turn like, your life around. He has no talent beyond whatever he's done on The Bachelor. Maybe software sales. We don't know. <laughs> he could be He could be the top salesman in yeah. his. Mm-hmm. He, how do you think I kind of doubt it since they, he took off like eight months to do this show. <laughs> That's I, true. I, I, hope he I don't know. To me, together. that says like independently wealthy. You know? yeah. He's got to have know. a lot of money from the show. I don't know how much they get paid. It's all just like Stumping. Instagram stuff later. Yeah, Rinch influencer off marketing. Mm-hmm. And if you can write a book. There's one guy. Sorry, still talking. <laughs> <laughs> one past Bachelorette contestant likes every single one of my Instagram posts. Really? What? Yeah, every single one. Is mm. she a local? He. Oh, excuse me. Bachelorette. Is he a local? He's in LA. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Hmm. Which one? Well, I don't want to call him out. Why not? Robbie. It's uh, Robbie. Hey, Robbie. <laughs> hey. What up? I can say um, I have two or three survivor people who will like my survivor posts or like have like been in touch with me about them. And it's like past weird survivors that I like haven't written about in years. Yeah. But it like makes my day every oh, time. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's exciting. But then sometimes I feel bad because like the people I didn't say nice things about will like the post. I'm like, oh, did you read did this? You didn't read this? Mm. Oh, there's a there's some really... F- I'm sorry. We're, this is going in a different direction. But there have been a few Donald Trump tweets in the last week or two where he'll link to some I've piece. He's like, oh, thanks for the write-up <laughs> or whatever. And people it's are like, like, you didn't read this. <laughs> this, is, this is a very negative article about you. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some it's of those. It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, anyway... Uh, any more bachelor stuff or should we should we maybe move on i think it's time to move okay. on well let's move on to oscar picks psych wait wait just wait, kidding wait, wait. no 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 oh, what are we watching okay, yeah i don't see hey i've been waiting like this. this is i'm teasing the audience here i'm just <laughs> i'm milking this a little bit work with me here i don't know really nervous i don't know how the entertainment industry works so you can't do that to me <laughs> <laughs> not like that like we have been watching a lot of tv that we need to talk about <laughs> eli, i'm very i'm very watching? excited eli what have you been watching? So I don't know why I'm so <laughs> excited to tell you about this because it's so ridiculous. But every time we come here, Meg is like, I've been watching this like one TV show from 1921 that had one season <laughs> of two episodes and you can't hear it. You truly do not like understand she, how the entertainment industry no, works. She, like, this is like Meg's thing. But so I have a Meg, I have a Meg thing right now. So as you may know... Mary Tyler Moore very unfortunately passed away Mm -hmm. within the last month, which I was really sad about. And I texted like 20 friends that day. I'm like, Mary Tyler Moore died. And like 16 of the 20 friends were like, who is that? No, get new friends. Made me, I honestly, like I like lost respect for all of those people. I was like, shame on you. Like Mary Tyler Moore is the reason for the season. Yeah. Like she is. (laughs) (laughs) Mary Tyler Moore is amazing. She is. It's like like Mary Tyler Moore, Tina Fey. There's like a direct line. (laughs) They're the only two. Yeah. (laughs) And how can anyone disagree with that? And so after that very disappointing response, I found out that the Dick Van Dyke show (gasps) is all on Netflix Mm -hmm. every season. It's on my to watch. I have binge watched three seasons now in the last like couple of weeks. And I can tell you that show, as ridiculous as it as it is, has stood the test of time. No, it is so funny. It, it is, is so, funny. so funny. And uh, I I make fun of every single episode because every episode devolves into some like very long um, act. Like they'll it, it'll be like a normal episode, and then all of a sudden they're at a party, and they'll be like. Rob, which is Dick Van Dyke's character, Rob and Laura, or Dick Van Dyke and Mary Tyler Moore. Rob and Laura, do you have anything to entertain us? And then all of a sudden, there's like eight minutes of them dancing. And I'm just like, and like as soon as it starts, I'm like, oh, here we go, this ridiculous thing. And then eight minutes later, I'm like, they're so great. <laughs> like I'm still watching it, and then I'm like wanting to watch the next episode until yes. two in the morning. Yes. I uh, I, l- I listen to a podcast that features a- an old school Hollywood producer. His name's Rob Long. And he was a producer on Cheers, <clears throat> and he's he's done a million shows since then. And right now, he's he was brought in to try to save uh, Ke- Kevin Can Wait, the new Kevin James. <laughs> thing. Is it savable? Uh, that's that's the question, and he's working on it. But anyway, so he's been around <clears throat> he's been around Hollywood a long time, and one of the things he talks about is how back in the day, you know, uh, up to Cheers times, you know, seventies and eighties stuff, but all the time before that. 
it was all, is it going to be funny? And so when people would write TV shows and, and perform on TV shows, it wasn't like, oh, how is this, is this serving the story? And what is this doing to our characters? And can we build an arc out of this? And there was none of that. It was, will people laugh? And I think that's like kind of a, a, a little lost secret sauce from some of those old shows. Okay, right? but... Have you seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yes. Uh, no, I don't watch that one. That is 100% what they're doing. Yeah. There yeah. is no story arc. <laughs> it's really? just how terrible can these people be? Yeah, exactly. I just started watching that. It's, it's really funny. It's, it's worth sticking to it. It's vulgar. At a certain point, and I can't remember what the point was, but at a certain point I was like, it's no longer worth it for me. But it was super funny up to that point. Yeah. And maybe it would have gotten back into it, but there was some episode at some point that just... Too they much. definitely push some the limits, edge, yeah. but they they have no story. It's just every episode is completely separate from the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's what you're watching right now. Uh, well, actually, is it my turn? Are you done? I have two more really fast things to say. I'm excited. Okay, personally. Um, <laughs> oh, good. Me, me personally. <laughs> it's a personal. I'm excited. It's a personal excitement. That I made <laughs> really happy. Um. Survivor uh, next season, which is going to be an all-star season, which are always the best wow. seasons, and several of my favorite people are coming back, uh, returns in less than a month. So tune into TV and Jelly, and I will take terrible pictures of my television screen and write about it. And it's like the poor and man. Meg will yell. I call it the poor <laughs> man's version of like the Meg Bachelor recaps. Right. So tune into that. And then the other thing is... Uh, over the weekend for uh, an, a separate podcast I do called Strangerville, I interviewed one of the writers for The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Really? Which is my favorite show of all time. And that Really? Sh- already? It, After one season? Yeah. Two. Well, it's my favorite. I'll, I'll say it's my favorite show that's currently being produced. Okay. All right. I love that show. And I know we've talked about it here and some people have had issues with it. Um, but they just announced a release date, f- I think it's May 19th for season three. Mm-hmm. Um, so stay tuned for that because... Star Wars release anniversary. Just, uh, also that. Yeah. I had that marked on my calendar. <laughs> I know. I have big plans <laughs> for that day. Oh, man. All right, my turn. Okay. Yeah, go. Okay, I watched so much this past month. I watched The OA. Okay. Which might be the weirdest show it's, I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah. Mixed reactions. I abound. loved it. You loved yeah. it. I really loved it. It's super bizarre. Isn't Some that like sci-fi work. stuff? I wouldn't have pegged. I wouldn't I think have pegged we talked you for about that last time. Yeah, we decided maybe. it wasn't quite sci-fi. It, okay. If it's sci-fi, it's my brand of sci-fi. Right. Like it's just kind of eerie. All right. Well, we so we you ex- Craig explained the difference between sci-fi and fantasy. Right. And at that time, I wasn't all the way through the OA, and I had decided it was fantasy and not right. sci-fi. But then I finished it, and based on your definition, I decided it was sci-fi. Do you? Know? I would call it supernatural, if anything. Okay. okay. Um, very odd. I can't even explain the premise without ruining it. It's just you need to watch it and you need to understand that they do some things that just don't work and some things that really, that really pay do. off. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, I've been watching Fresh Off the Boat. Have you seen Fresh Off the Boat? I don't know that I one. haven't. I know, I know of it, but I haven't I seen it. I had no interest until a friend recommended it and it is super funny. And what's funniest about it is it's set in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like watching my own childhood, except right. they're a Chinese family. But like a lot of the things the kids are doing are things that I did as do a they kid. Have, do they like have a Super Nintendo? Yeah. Oh, sweet. And are like really into like 
East Coast versus West Coast rap, like stuff that I just <laughs> remember. Um, I've been watching Rick and Morty. Have you seen Rick and Morty? No, everybody oh. talks about it at What's work, that? though. It's actually a cartoon, which I have a bias against cartoons, so it took a lot of convincing to get me to watch it. Super creative. Um, and because it's a car- cartoon, they can do a lot of things that a live-action show couldn't do, and it's a show about space travel. Super funny. It's from the guy who did Community. Oh, I loved Community. Yeah, so it's got the same Community nice. vibe. Okay. Um, it's kind of ridiculous slapstick but like constant jokes super bizarre okay yeah um and like joke on joke on joke on joke like you have to pay Mm -hmm. attention um it's always sunny in philadelphia and then Lindsay, who wrote a post for us on monday a new writer recommended a show called brain dead from the people who created the The good Good wife (laughs) <laughs> my my, uh, my favorite other, show I feel like not show. Okay. being yes, yeah, yes, done yes. right now. That that felt very much like we were an E production of some kind. The yeah. good one. <laughs> yeah. um, it's so good. And I think it's the show that the good wife people always wanted to make. Um, it's about this woman who goes to work in D.C. And a lot of it's about partisan politics but it's also about a zombie apocalypse at the same time whoa and it's not cheesy no it's really funny it's really creative it's really interesting the politics are super interesting and super timely like it's all about how dc's broken and i'm like you think um i'm really really enjoying it nice so and of course i'm watching the bachelor and Keeping up with the Kardashians. Dude, you... <laughs> do, is your TV ever not on when you're at home? You haven't given up on Kardashians I yet? I watch the Kardashians when I'm on the treadmill. Okay. Like, it's my little treat <laughs> for running. I get to watch the Kardashians. I get that. that. Working, on a, working on a Kardashian. Like, I'm like, if I'm going to rot my brain, I'm at least going to improve my body at the yeah. same time. So I, like, come out even. Smart. Uh, <laughs> like anyway. a Kardashian. <laughs> Wait, what? Nothing. Come out even? <laughs> rot no, your like, brain. Like a Kardashian. Come, but work I on still your body get it. as a Kardashian. Oh, then it wasn't that good a joke, Meg. I'll just let it go. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So here's what we've been doing in the Hanks household. Uh, we are six episodes into a rewatch for me of Stranger Things. Yes. Oh, are what? you liking it? I am liking it. I didn't watch it when it first came out when there was so much hype because I had a new baby and I wasn't sleeping hardly at all. You and soaked. I was that just would like, not have been a good show. I was just like, I don't know. You know, sometimes scary things get to me and sometimes they don't, but I'm not going to risk it. Like, I don't need any more reason to have sleep challenges. Mm. But now I'm watching it and I really like it. The amazing thing, though, is that after we were three episodes in, even though I had avoided spoilers for whatever, seven, eight months, suddenly I had like the ending of Stranger Things spoiled for me when I was three episodes in. Not How? not exactly. So don't totally ruin it oh, for sorry. her. Yeah. Um, it, I was just reading a blog that had nothing to do with Stranger Things. And then they just very quickly like made a comparison between Stranger Things and the actual topic that said, well, and when last we saw them, this and this and this happened in the finale. And I was like, uh, well, great. I kind of don't even remember the end. Well, that's... that's Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really more of a journey show yeah. than a destination yeah. show. So. Yeah, it's not I like a big payoff. Uh, so yeah, I, there, there's I, we've done an entire episode on it, so I don't want to yeah. rehash the entire thing. But that's what we're watching, oh, and it's I'm a watching, lot of fun. I'm watching something else though. Oh gosh, while okay. Craig's at work. There's an actual there's a movement going on right now 
and Sarah has joined it. Girls, even if you don't resist. realize it, no, no, no. <laughs> hashtag resist. It, it, well, it is hashtag resist because she is she binging The West Wing. <laughs> oh, so oh, good. How is yes, it? It's really good. Has it stood the test of time? Yes. Like it's it's a it's a it's a layered cake of things for me because I watched it with my dad when I was younger, so it's nostalgic in that way. Um, I literally like well up half the time just at the opening theme song. Oh. And then the Wait, other part. Sorry, can we talk about the opening theme song and how it's composed by that guy with the craziest name ever? W. G. Snuffy Walden. Yes, yes. Every time it kills me. Every time I see his name. Yes. Okay, yes. sorry. So go tell, on. Me, tell me more about how you're rotting your brain. <laughs> you were having a very sentimental moment, no, and then yeah. I ruined it to make. No, fun I'm really of some glad guy. that I could like share that trivia. Knowledge. Yes. Snuffy Walden. 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 Snuffy Walden. Snuffy. Yeah, it's amazing. Go on. Um, so there's that, but then there's also speaking of the whole like hashtag resist and whatever. Like at this moment, I have it, it's unexpected, but I have this like newfound patriotism that I never had my whole life. It's not like I mean, you know, I went to my Fourth of July parades and you know said the Pledge of Allegiance like any good American, but like I never had like really strong feelings about it. And now suddenly I do, and I really love watching this show that sort of like gives me gives me just like happy feelings about my president even if it's a fictional one from 20 <laughs> years ago <laughs> like i just totally i mean because they don't pull any punches as far as like they they didn't make it some sort of mythical camelot white house where everybody's way more perfect than they ever could have been like there are many episodes where i'm like martin sheen excuse me jed bartlett yeah. like i don't really like the decisions you're making or i don't like the way you're treating your staff or you know same thing with other people on the show but I really like their earnestness, the way that they wrestle with decisions, the principled stances that all the different characters take. And it's a documentary, basically. <laughs> well, and events. I mean, it certainly is. It, it as a liberal person, it certainly feeds into that sense of like and the moral uprightness of liberal, you know, liberalism mm -hmm. and the cause and everything. And so it, it definitely like which makes is, me throw up in my mouth sure, a little bit when I walk is, through the which room. Which is why I don't watch it when you're home. Yeah. But <laughs> like it just is validating in that way. And I've also been listening to a really great podcast about the West Wing, which features Joshua Molina, who is on the West Wing, like in the later season. So mm -hmm. he's like not rewatching it because I don't think he watched it before he was on it but he watches it with another friend and they talk about it and it's really great so it's just been a very immersive experience and it's it's cathartic like i don't know that i've ever had a more cathartic tv experience I, you know what sarah i will say i do watch madam secretary i know i never so, have so that show is doing for me kind of what you just described about mm -hmm. west wing where they're, they're, the president and Madam Secretary are like these two characters that are flawed and they make mistakes, but like ultimately they're trying to do good and they're trying yeah, to like yeah, make yeah. a difference. And it has been cathartic for me to watch, especially right now. Yes. I, I'm not an extremely liberal person, but I'm certainly more liberal than Craig, whatever the hell I'm he sure is. I don't know <laughs> what you mean by that. And anyway, whenever I like see it, I'm always like... <laughs> Yeah, there probably that exists. Like, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. thing that can happen, and it like actually makes me feel comforted and it like does. calm. Yeah, yeah. I understand and it's that. weird. Like when I I mentioned something on on Facebook about the fact that I was watching it, and I had friends be like, "Oh, I just can't do it. Like I can't. It would be too painful." And it's like I understand why you would think that, and maybe it would be for you, but for me, it's actually the opposite. It's like giving me a place to put all this emerging patriotism that even though it's fictional it is about like a real system and a real constitution and all of that and so 
I will say that I've never seen America pulled together like I have the last Wait, seriously? Yeah. You were alive for September 11th. I don't remember as well as I remember millions of people gathering to march. Uh, like, how uh, old were you on September 11th? I mean, we were we were young. I, I was. I I, I think. Um, I yeah. That you should probably reach back and think about that because like after this, maybe it, maybe I phrased that is, wrong. I've never felt more involved, okay, and I've never go. had That's, that sense of patriotism okay. that Sarah was describing. Right, um, and I think. When I, how old was I? I? I think I was like 13 or 14. Yeah. September 11th. And I think for me, it was more a sense of like fear and unease, disease. Disease? Or is it unease? That's, that's a disease. <laughs> 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 the disease of terrorism. I don't know. But like I, that was just the feeling that I had back then. And, and now there, maybe as an adult, it's just you you have the chance to look at it with different eyes mm. like we could maybe do something like we can or, maybe do something or n- not even i'm gonna do something but like i'm gonna think about this a lot and i'm gonna talk about it and i have the words for it yeah. whereas when you're 13 and somebody just like blew up a bunch of buildings in front of you you're like i don't even know i i don't have enough of a frame of reference to even know what this means except that i'm really scared and everybody around me is really yeah. scared for me i would say what the difference is i so i was like turning 18 when mm-hmm. september 11th happened so i have like more of an adult perspective because sure, sure. you're so old becoming an adult yeah because i'm very old right and the difference was when september 11th happened there wasn't at least for a period there wasn't divisiveness sure and so all of a sudden like i remember driving home from high school and like literally every house on the entire two mile drive home from my high school had a flag in their front yard i Mm -hmm. had never seen that it was like a very weird thing and like for for a period every single person was on the exact same page and they were just like we just need to mourn this together we don't have that right now but we have like sort of a different level of patriotism that i think like a lot of people like meg said maybe haven't experienced before in their life where they're like suddenly not concerned with like america's great like hip hip hooray let's put our arms in the air but more of a like I want to understand what our system is and I want to advocate for our system. Mm-hmm. And that's different than that's anything a, I've ever experienced. That before. is a beautiful thing from somebody sitting in my chair, the mm-hmm. conservative side of things. Mm. So it yeah, should be a beautiful great. thing for everyone. Yeah, no, well, I'm just saying, yeah. like, hey, Sarah mentioned, like, oh, now I'm having all these feelings about government and constitution and all, you know, the presidency and how things work. And it's so, from my perspective, it's like, yeah, that's what the, the other side has been rooting for for so long. Yeah. And, and so now it's like, even if, uh, I don't agree with, about most political things with the other three people at this table. Like that's something that I feel like, okay, now there's there's some sort of common ground that wasn't there before. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, and and so that's nice. I think like we're all looking for common ground at this yeah. point. Like yeah. that's all anyone wants is a little compromise. Anyone sane? Yes. <laughs> anyone, I, literally I can, anyone else. I can say the co- the constitutional lawyer in me freaking loves Facebook lately because it's like, <laughs> oh, it's all of a like, sudden everything's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, like, oh, that's like a conversation I understand a little bit. <laughs> instead of, and it doesn't, instead of it doesn't make you bleed out your eyes. Talking about The Bachelor, <laughs> which I don't understand. I have to say, I kind of miss that. It, it was not, uh, not five years ago, everybody was saying, oh, can't we all be real on Facebook? What do we have to talk it's about? It's all like, so superficial. It's all so vapid. <laughs> Why can't we talk about like real stuff? And now I just want everybody to shut up about their real stuff and talk just just send me send me puppy gifts and <laughs> bachelor recaps and what like that's all I want yeah. from my my Facebook feed and I'm not getting it and I, it stresses me out. So th- it's interesting you say that. It's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. I have felt. 
this like weird pull to write about the serious like issues that everybody's mm-hmm. talking about. But on the other hand, to, to historically, I have like 99% only written about just humor mm-hmm. nonsense. And there's like a part of me that's like, you know what, maybe your role is to keep doing that so that there's like continues to be something for people who like this that they can go get lost in the nonsense for a little bit so that right. they're not constantly consumed by the ridiculousness. And I think I get the sense from a lot of my friends that I talk to that everybody's sort of feeling that where they like, on the one hand, feel a little bit of a tinge of guilt when they're like sharing nonsense, mm-hmm. but they also feel like they need to share nonsense so that we don't all go insane. <laughs> I so relate to I, that, yes. I'm sure, Sarah, I'm sure you do. I follow you on Facebook and I'm a big fan of yours. <laughs> and I know that you're like, <laughs> no, but you're a voice of, you're a voice that I like admire and respect. Thank and, you. And I'm sure that you feel that way. That totally. you feel like a, a need to like be that voice, but also not go crazy. And yeah, crazy. absolutely. I've been thinking about it a lot, especially I'm about to turn 30 and which can kind of be sort of like a New Year's, you know, a birthday can kind of be like a New Year's resolution time. And so I've been trying to think about the balance of everything. Um, and Evaluating my position in your <laughs> life. <maybe. laughs> no. No, I know your position in my oh, life, okay, and it is secure. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, knowledge. Um, but no, when it comes, like I've just written all these girls recaps, and I'm writing these and being like, I do really like have this, con- like I care about this show, and I want to write about it. And then as soon as I post it, I'm just like, shoot, should I have just posted something about like contacting your legislators? And then I post something about contacting your legislators. And I'm like, you know what? People haven't seen pictures of my kids in a while. And it's, <laughs> it's just a weird yeah. thing. And, and I, but I think it's okay as long as you don't feel like you have to get it right a hundred percent of the time, if mm. you can just kind of tend back and forth and, and find your equilibrium. You know, I had a humor writer reach out last week and say like how are we supposed to do this how Mm -hmm. are we supposed to try and write funny things right now Mm -hmm. and then we both decided like it's our job Mm -hmm. and one of the best things we can do right now is to do our job well yeah um and just keep doing our job and actually after the election my boss sent an email to our team and said like I do not feel like running this site right now Mm -hmm. everybody take two weeks off and by the end of two weeks, we were all going bananas to start working yeah, yeah, again. Yeah. Like you need distractions and you yeah. need you need to work hard and do what you do best to make a better world, I think. Well, ultimately, the reason why we care about all of the sadness and heaviness is because we want to enjoy the light. Yeah. Beautiful parts of life. Because that's a privilege yeah, to so, be able to enjoy those so, parts. So if you're refusing to engage in the beautiful parts, and yes, I'm referring to writing bachelor <laughs> recaps and reading <laughs> the beautiful parts. Here, here. If you're refusing to engage in those because of the heaviness, then you're sort of defeated by the heaviness. Yeah. Speaking of heaviness, this conversation really took a turn <laughs> really somewhere about five, ten minutes ago. I'm glad Are we can talk about it, though. <laughs> What's that? Are you uncomfortable? No, this is a great chair. Aren't we supposed to talk about the Oscars? It, yeah, so at some point. <laughs> it's a 40, what time is it? It's, we've got, we're 35 minutes in. Okay, let's we're, go. Let's do it. We better do this. <laughs> See that? See that, Eli? That's, uh, I just turned it right around. That was a pivot. Yeah. Kellyanne. Yeah, nice take, job, Kellyanne. Are you taking notes? But we won the election, so everything's fine. We won Minnesota. It's fine. <laughs> I don't even know. What is up for Oscars right Let now? Let me, I pulled up the Oh, list. yeah, we've got, we've got lists. Okay, um, here are, I'm going to tell you. The nominees and what I've seen. Okay. Arrival. Oh, this is best picture. Best picture. Yeah. Arrival. Saw it. Loved it. Fences. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Hacksaw Ridge. Didn't see it. Hell or High Water. Didn't see it. Hidden Figures. Saw it. Loved it. 
La La Land, saw it, loved it. Lion, haven't seen, heard it's a real bummer. <laughs> Manchester by the Sea, haven't seen, heard it's a... Heard it's a real bummer. Super bummer. Mm. Moonlight, which I haven't seen, but my impression is that it's the Tracy Jordan movie from 30 Rock. Hard yes. to watch. Really? It is hard to, hard now to I watch. Want to, now I want to watch. <laughs> That's what it looks like to me. <laughs> so anyway, my favorite movie out of all now, of these... Th- this isn't your favorite to win. It's just your favorite? I think La La Land is going to win. Okay. I, right, if can't. I was in charge, Arrival would win. Oh, really? I really wow. enjoyed Arrival. Yeah, I was I liked it too. bawling by the end of What's Arrival. What's it about? I don't even know what that is. That's the aliens show up one. It's all about language. With Amy Adams. Did we not talk about this? Oh, Arrival. Yep. She she yeah. learns to communicate with the aliens. But there's also this element of grief. She's grieving. Yes. It's so good. I liked it because a linguist saves the world. Yeah. yeah. I'm all about that. Craig majored in linguistics. Oh, did you? Didn't yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, so that was great. I, I really liked that one. I don't think I liked it as much as you did. I, I've, I had some issues around the ending and stuff, but it was a fantastic movie. And quite frankly, anything that's going to be original and take some risks in its storytelling, I am happy to celebrate that. Like totally. last year, I, Eli and I both crapped all over the lobster and and I I think it's I, I, I think it's terrible. <laughs> I I did not like it. I did not enjoy watching it. <laughs> yeah, high five. But at the same time, I actually had more fun going to see that than I did going to see something like Doctor Strange, because it got a reaction out of me. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's one thing about um, about Oscar nominated movies that I that I too often discount. Um, I have a tendency to kind of poo-poo them. Yeah, we know. Yeah, but <laughs> but that is that it's that's a good thing about them. So Arrival, I am with you on that. Like it deserves to be on the list. Uh, it, it took some risks and, and it was, was very a, it was interesting, beautiful. It's it a really beautiful was. movie. Yeah. Mm. And I walked. I went into it. Um, I think it was actually the first movie that I saw in a long time because of like morning sickness and pregnancy and baby and everything and I had I had no frame of reference for it I had no idea what it was going to be about and I was crying within like three minutes I think and I I mean I'm a crier but (laughs) (laughs) in general it says uh, the woman who who just told us oh I I tend to break down during the opening (laughs) credits of West Wing but it was I mean it really it impressed me very seriously and I think part of that is because I had no expectations for it going in but I also think it'll it'll hold up like I think if I saw that again today or if I saw it in several years I would still really really enjoy it so I think uh, elsewhere on the list Hacksaw Ridge um, I, I haven't seen the movie I don't think any of us have seen the movie I'm not Steven s- walked out like oh really he said it was super gruesome and Steven's oh, not like gruesome. a prude like right. so he said it was just like I think the biggest surprise though isn't that it's on the list as a movie, but that Mel Gibson, yeah, a He's Mel back. Gibson movie, yeah, he has been forgiven by the Academy. It's 2017, guys, you can say so. whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, okay, Hidden Figures is like the only one on that list that I've been wanting to see. It's good. I really liked it. Uh-huh. And it's just a movie. Like, it's I a feel, feel like... It's a feel-good movie. Yeah, I've like, become kind of an obnoxious snob where I expect every movie to be like art you know titanic (laughs) (laughs) titanic is the best movie i've ever seen nothing will ever live up to titanic um but you know i like want like cinematography and like original score and 
saturated color, and it's just like a movie. <laughs> yeah, and it's but a it's good movie. Good. It's yeah. a good story with great acting. That I didn't know. Is the dialogue good in it? Like the writing? Yeah, I mean, I think that the actresses carry it. I don't okay. know that the writing's like. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. But I think that they all do a really great job. And I'm embarrassed that I hadn't known the story before seeing the movie. Well, I don't think it was a, I mean, don't it? don't be embarrassed, Meg. No, not so many, many people knew it. Guys. So much. <laughs> so much white male privilege <laughs> in the space program. <laughs> okay, now but I'm um, uncomfortable. <laughs> get used to it, buddy. <laughs> um, but no, I, I read a thing about the costume design randomly for Hidden Figures, and it apparently was just like, on point and so i don't know i'm even though it might not have been like the mo the most experimental of films or whatever it it seems like it told a really good compelling story and that they had excellent attention to detail definitely which you have to for a story an historical film and i have a very real crush on janelle monet so uh, like, you and every other woman in america I oh think. my gosh so if i could great. be anybody i would be janelle monet yeah. so she, i just want to be her friend more than i don't know i don't know i i think i want to be her i mean i, I don't want to be in a relationship <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to like take over her body the way meg does apparently. wow did we uh, we just went somewhere <laughs> anyway she's great in it they're all great in it um Kevin Costner was in it. He's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, is he still alive? Yeah. <laughs> Kirsten Dunst is in it. Oh, is she still She's alive? Great. She is engaged to Landry. Did you guys watch yes. Friday Night Lights? My favorite show of all time. I know I've said that a lot tonight, <laughs> but Friday Night Lights is legitimately my favorite show of all time. Like, that's uh, the number one. You know what, Eli? You're my favorite of all time. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Landry also being uh, whatever the kid is on Breaking Bad. Oh, the, like, yeah. the super kid. evil yeah. kid. Yeah. Yeah. Like anyway. crazy. So they're, but they're engaged. engaged. Yeah. Good for them. I Good know. for Landry. I, I never oh, thought he'd okay, After Tyra, I know. It was like, Ugh, there goes Landry's Tyra. chances. That was never going to happen. Remember when Landry murders a guy? Yeah, that was like <laughs> the, the part of Friday Night Lights that people like tried to forget. It was like this weird, like, why did that happen? Why did Landry murder someone? They like this... needed more viewers. They're like, let's, yeah. let's do a murder. <laughs> like this very innocent show about a town that's obsessed with football. And then all of a sudden there's a murder. And then there's like, it goes back to like cheerleading. And it's like, what just happened? So good. Uh, anyway, <laughs> go to <laughs> Tim Uh Let's okay. see what else. Um, we've all already discussed La La Land, so we'll skip that one. Uh, Lion, Sarah, you I saw, saw Lion. Lion, yeah, and, and I enjoyed it. I, I think it. I, I, I read that some reviewer really slammed it as being like emotionally manipulative. Yeah, it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it does manipulate your emotions with image and sound, <laughs> but um, but I didn't feel that way. I felt like it it really was like a touching story and it's based on a true story and Dove Patel is so beautiful in this film I couldn't even handle it I was just like oh you're 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 so gorgeous and grown up from Slumdog Millionaire um what else can I even say that's I don't the, know oh, Dove that's Patel's the main guy kind of, in, in Slumdog Millionaire yeah, yeah, I love that actor yeah and he I he's love that like, movie and, and it's that's a one of my good favorite movie, movies ever yeah. and he does a great job and so um Nicole Kidman was actually nominated for best supporting actress and I thought she did a good job but she wasn't in the film a lot so I would be surprised if she won but I guess I don't know who else is nominated. Um, it was a really, it was a really good movie. I don't, you know, it's obviously not going to win Best Picture, but like. Well, so the the fun. favorites for Best Picture are definitely La La Land and Moonlight. Right. Uh-huh. And I could see, I I I think I'm with you, Meg. La La Land is going to win, but I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest because uh, Moonlight, it's like okay, 
It's a drama that came out in December about a gay man who's black in California. Like, it is checking off all the boxes. But it also was really... it was just very artistic. Like every, even even just watching the trailer, you watch that trailer and you're like, "This yeah. is a special." You movie. saw Moonlight. I have not. Steven sadly. saw I've, it. I've watched a lot of things about it because it was it was never playing at a time when I could go I know. see I it. I still need to go see um, it. So I've I've tried to like consume as much about it as I could, and it seems like it. I mean, it's told you know over this young this young man's life, um, like at three distinct stages. Um, there's excellent supporting. Acting and so I I don't know like I I bet Moonlight would win just because I feel like a drama just is weighted to win above Over. a, 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 a lighthearted musical. musical. Um, lighthearted. What did Steven think of it? He loved it. Really. And he has a low tolerance for um, emotional manipulation. So mm-hmm. some movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, he really liked it. Yeah. He said it was a really solid movie. Well, uh, do you have a favorite to win, Eli? I've I, I've only seen La La Land. Oh, okay. Oh, out there. of all of them? Yeah. How pathetic am I? Uh, Pretty quite. I've yes. been watching the Dick Van Dyke show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick I, at Night Days. Yeah, I liked La La Land, but like, if it, 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 I didn't like it enough that even though it's the only one I saw, if I if it won, I wouldn't be like, good for that. You know, I'd just be like, eh, whatever. <laughs> it was like this thing that I thought was kind of sloppy in some ways. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, okay. So, should we talk about actors and actresses to wrap up? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So, anything of note? Uh, well, okay. So, actor Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea, Andrew Garfield in Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling in La La Land, Viggo Mortensen in Captain Fantastic, which is the only one that isn't on the Best Picture sure, list, yeah. uh, and Denzel Washington in Fences. Um, my pick would probably be Casey Affleck That's what for this saying. one. Yeah. Except there's that whole sexual assault thing. Yeah. I'm not sure that he's going to get it. He sexually assaulted someone? He's accused of sexually assaulting multiple women. Well, you, you yeah. like that. That's the thing is you can't do that. <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> well, ask, uh, ask what's, the, what's the name of the director who's hiding out in uh, Europe somewhere? Roman, Roman, Roman Plansky. Ask, ask that guy. Uh, if you can't do that and be celebrated in Hollywood. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I mean, every, yeah. Yeah. But now we're all woke. So like, he's not going to get away with it. <laughs> I don't know. I think he will. I mean, I just, <laughs> I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that I think he will. Um, and we also had a whole like five minute discussion about how great the system is and, uh, you know, accused is not convicted. So yeah. sure. We'll well, but I know like three so. million women who are not going to put up with this. <laughs> <laughs> None of them are Oscar voters, though, is the thing. Yeah, there is true. that. We like, don't know that. That's true. <laughs> Actually, I would venture to say a few of them probably are. <laughs> My friend's dad was an Oscar voter, and so we got screeners every year. Whoa. Really? It's pretty great. That Lucky. is pretty great. You are the most glamorous person You're I so know. You're so connected. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't need Carson and all of her like weird celebrity connections that she always talks about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she did meet Chris Jenner though, which makes me very. Oh jealous. my gosh! I bet uh, she was freaking out. Yeah. Uh, Your future mother. So okay, so if it's not Casey Affleck, who's it gonna be? Uh, and didn't don't Denzel say don't say Ryan Gosling. Denzel won the SAG. Award. Did he? Did he? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, then then maybe maybe I have to revoke my thing about how Casey Affleck will definitely win because I I was under the impression that he had just like won all the things up till now. How many uh, how many years before Viggo Mortensen finally gets his? Um, uh, it's gonna depend on the films he makes. I just watched a movie he was in that was not good. Which I think movie? he picked some weird it's about projects. Russian spies. Oh, um, oh shoot! What's it called? Duck Gunnet. 
It's yeah, like that was East, a, Eastern East, Tide. Eastern, Eastern Promises. Eastern Promises. Yeah, that was a crazy Eastern movie. Eastern Secrets. Eastern. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it's there. It's somewhere. East versus West rap battle. It was like an okay movie, but his accent, I was like, I don't know about you. Well. I don't know. I just don't see Vigo Mortensen like really giving a crap about that. Like, oh just, no, he you know, that I, guy is an artist through and through. Like he well, is I not think in he doesn't artist, even know what the Academy Awards. He's are. like, I don't even know <laughs> if I'm gonna come. Um, artist slash like mountain man to me. He, j- I just think like, a, he's above that. There was a great write up on him in GQ uh, a little while ago. It was it was interesting to read. And yeah, like he lives in the countryside in like pennsylvania and takes care of his dad that's sure. what he does right um anyway uh actresses there's isabel huppert for l ruth nega in loving natalie portman and jackie emma stone in la la land and meryl streep in florence foster jenkins and everything else that has ever been made <laughs> because if she makes a movie she is obligated oh, to be gosh. nominated and be. you know what i can't fault i can't no. fault anybody for that because i've never seen i've never seen her in a movie that i haven't just been like She's awesome. Meryl Streep, you're amazing. Like, she's just, she's, she's a watch. really great actress. Yeah. Did you see the SNL where she starts figure skating just because she's, <laughs> no. like, amazing? <laughs> and all the reviews are like, she's the best I've ever seen. <laughs> she can do no wrong. <laughs> yeah. I will say I love Natalie Portman. I have not seen whatever she's in right now, but Jackie. I Jackie. love her. And she's one of the only few celebrity sightings I've ever had. Whoa. Where did you see her? Um, in Santa Barbara last summer. She was walking down the street. Did you say something? Nope. <laughs> because I have facial blindness, so I didn't know that that was her. Then how and then did you like, find out? Later? One minute later, all the people around me were like, you know that was Natalie Portman, right? And I was like, you have to tell me when she's in front of me. <laughs> okay, two quick stories. Okay. Both I'm happened excited. at Disneyland at the same time. Because my husband's the worst. We were walking. <laughs> and then he's like, that is Donnie the Page from 30 Rock. And I might be the world's biggest 30 Rock fan. And I was like, why did you not say anything? I would have taken a selfie with him. He's like, I didn't want to bug him. I'm like, Donnie the Page is not famous enough no. to be bothered <laughs> yeah. by fans. He would be excited about like the yeah. rare occurrence, right? probably. I like, and I still, it still haunts me that I didn't get a picture with Donnie the Page. Um, and then we get out of an elevator. And Steven said, oh, yeah, Chris Pine was in the elevator with us. I'm like, Chris Pine was in the elevator with us? Oh. You didn't even, like, nudge me so I could see. Hey. That guy. I know some people. So I feel the pain. Yeah. He, he's got, he, that dude's got some eyebrows. I, a very, I saw T- Tommy Lauren no. at an airport three weeks ago. She walked right by me and I was like. How little is she? Tiny. Like, yeah. She was petite. And she walked by, and I do have facial blindness. Like, I don't recognize people, but I saw her and I was like, I am 100% sure that was her. And I like turned around and then I saw a couple of people like walk up to her and start talking to her. And she was like, ah, you know, and kept walking or whatever. She's not, she was not polite to those people. I don't respect her generally, but anyway, it was like <laughs> nice to see that she was mean in real life. To those people. <laughs> but anyway, so like weirdly lately, I've been like seeing people. I've never like had celebrity sightings in my life. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe it's a, like when you get older, you've earned it. Yeah, <laughs> there's this there's this weird thing about living in Salt Lake City and never going anywhere else where I just don't have these celebrities. We should just go to Park City during Sundance or go to out. or go to the Salt Lake Airport during Sundance because. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because we just like about it. out yeah. <laughs> by baggage claim. Hey. I had a friend who was on a flight with Alan Cumming a few like last oh, week okay. who was flying in for and he's like one of my favorite actors ever. Mm. And uh, I'm super jealous of that. He was like weirdly on a flight with him and with um, Honey Boo Boo. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. That's awesome. What? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, Speaking of Natalie Portman, um, 
I would totally recommend people like looking up YouTube footage of her um, accent in Jackie compared to actual Jackie Kennedy's voice. And it's apparently just like spot on. And it's so interesting. I watched Mm. like seven videos the other day of the linguistic roots of Jackie Kennedy's speaking voice. Is it like transatlantic? Um, It's like it's like upper crust. It's a Kennedy. It's, it's a Kennedy accent. Well, which I no. always see as like the but, next And I know she married into it. I get that. But, but Kennedy like, accent was like Bostonian. Yeah, right? it's right. not It's not Kennedy at all. I mean, other than the fact that she was a Kennedy and she was speaking. So, I mean, in that way, it's yes. But, yeah. um, but no, it, it was a function of like her parents, a, a, a function of a lot of things. Her parents, the neighborhood she grew up in, her social class, and then also the fact that as first lady, she was often trying to like... I, I don't, this isn't the right expression, I'm sure, but like dumb down her speaking voice so she could be a little more relatable. So at times she pronounces things or uses words that she wouldn't ordinarily in order to kind of be more like um, people friendly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just so that people would be like, oh, I love the first lady instead of thinking that she was just a snob. And so anyway, I, that from everything I've heard, like that alone really gives Natalie Portman a, a decent chance to win just because of like how how she's nailed the accent. I think she probably will. I kind of wish Emma Stone would, but she's um, not nominated, this would be, is she? Yeah. She is. This yeah. would be Natalie Portman's second Academy Yeah, Award. and she's yeah. a young woman. And yeah. But um, the Golden Globe went to um, the woman from that French movie. Isabel Huppert. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. our writer Karen made an interesting point that I had never considered the Golden Globes are produced by the Hollywood foreign, foreign press, press. Right. who do not like Americans. So oh. chances are if there is a, a yeah. foreign actor nominated, then they will, they will win. win. Interesting. Who won the SAG Award? Do you know? I think it was Emma Stone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, any other Oscar predictions or shall we uh, um, shall we wrap lots, this bad boy lots up? Lots of politics. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm going to predict that. I will not be watching. Well, of course you, you won't. You I wouldn't have watched watch it anyway. <laughs> I just find it so exhausting. Oh. Politics or the Oscars? Um, no, the the virtue signaling out of Hollywood. I get that. Yeah, it's it's exhausting. I get that. Um, I'm mostly just really excited for for what Janelle Monae is going to wear because <laughs> that. she always wears black and white, and the stuff she wore to the SAG Awards and the Golden Globes were just amazing. I like the red carpet as much as the That's, show. I don't, I, I don't show. yeah, I don't like to watch the show. I don't like to watch the red carpet, but uh, as grumpy and conservative and, you know, like get off my lawn as I may be, I love going on the next day and watch, checking out the slideshows of what people, what wore. people were wearing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's for some reason Who, I've always enjoyed that. Who's hosting it this year? Jimmy Kimmel. Oh. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, at least you know he has a tendency not to make anything. it not to make things too terribly political. So, so we're just like a weird plug about Jimmy Kimmel. The the guy I saw him in an elevator. <laughs> well, the guy who I interviewed that writes for Kimmy Schmidt. He was launched. For, he wrote for Jimmy Kimmel for several oh. years. Hmm. And um, in our interview, he said that Jimmy Kimmel is like the nicest human being he's ever met and like an unbelievably like gracious boss and it's always like nice to hear that about you know people somebody like yeah Yeah. it is i I i've always heard the same thing about jimmy fallon too and then somebody that i know um was saying that he like grabbed her butt at a uh i don't know a bar like many years ago and i was just like don't 
don't ruin my love for Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> I don't really like Jimmy Fallon. Really? Yeah, I feel like I he, like what he's done with the show. I don't. Even if I don't I like him like as much. I feel like it's the same thing over and over, and I get bored. I don't know. Uh, I just well, like his sort of infectious, like, optimism and energy. Laugh. And enthusiasm is the right one. But I, anyway. Yeah, maybe I just don't like enthusiastic like people. In, probably. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, I read a great article about that a couple of weeks ago. Um uh, I don't know. Uh, we could go on and on and on. Yes, and we on. could. Can we talk more about uh, hashtag resist and <laughs> <laughs> no, and just like how important and it is to come together. You know, it's a nice thing. Yeah. It's a nice Let's thing talk more about, about Hillary Clinton. <laughs> it's a nice thing about controlling the microphones <laughs> from where I sit. Fade out. This convention. is actually a good metaphor for what's happening in the country right yes. now. Yes, <laughs> the man who's controlling <laughs> the information is the conservative uh, one. Listen, Eli, I like you, but don't compare mm. my husband to Donald Trump. Or Steve Bannon ever again. <laughs> I'm comparing him to a movement. <laughs> oh, a movement. <laughs> Which okay. might be just as bad. Yeah, I think that's worse. <laughs> yeah, I think that's worse. Uh, all right, let's wrap it up, you guys. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, hope you enjoy your, your Oscar night and all of your wild parties and dresses. Um, don't forget to go to tvjelly.com and read the bachelor recaps and everything else that's going on there it's amazing i think what meg has done in expanding what the site does it's no longer just her there is a whole sorry network of us <laughs> who write for for the site and it's a ton of fun so be sure you're checking out that stuff too uh, and also, please go to patreon.com slash TV and jelly, all spelled out, patreon.com slash TV and jelly, and support the site there. You can do a recurring monthly donation. There's also ways to do a, a one-time donation on uh, PayPal, but um, any anything you can do, a dollar a month to, you know, up to, I to don't know, million. up to a million <laughs> would be acceptable. We'll take it. No more than that. <laughs> <laughs> it gets a little gratuitous after that. But uh, yeah, anything you can do to support the site and support this show would be great. So patreon.com slash TV and jelly. Thanks everybody for listening. And we'll be back next month with a discussion about something that we haven't decided yet. But politics, politics, preferably <laughs> politics. <No>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. bye.